Blau und weiß sein Leben lang. Herzlich willkommen zurück auf die... I forgot what I was going to say there. Welcome to Shock America's Victory Monday. Lost my train of thought. I'm your host, Richard Carmen. Uh, joining me is uh, co-host Jack Mangan, the more eloquent of the two speakers here. How you doing this evening? <laughs> we'll see, I guess. Uh, yeah, hopefully I can... Uh, live up to that but uh yeah doing well victory monday once again back-to-back -back wins for uh, the first time this season i'm sorry to say uh sad that, <laughs> that hasn't happened yet but uh yeah. after defeating his first match he's now rattled off a couple in a row for us at least in the boonies league obviously there's the uh, the april cal fixture midweek as well in english Republic. but uh yeah yeah you know promising uh promising signs we need to looking forward to talking about it. yeah yeah absolutely uh yeah i was caught in like two minds i was both thinking of what to say in English and in German, and I just completely went off the rails there. But, uh, yeah, no, it's been uh, interesting. This is kind of maybe the new manager bump we were kind of hoping for, it seems like. Um, we obviously have been lacking passion and fight for all season long, really. And then, you know, obviously in the friendly against Heracles, yeah, good result, 4-1, to right? But then first league game under Garrard's, and we lose 3 nothing to Karlsruhe, and we're like, okay, well, maybe nothing's going to change this yet. But... We saw a nice fight against Hanover, 3-2 win there. Uh, went to the DP Pokal game um, on Wednesday, as you mentioned, the English Volca. Hey, we played the top team in the league, the undefeated team in the league, St. Pauli, and you know went to overtime against them. And you know we lost on uh, really the one time of the game that we kind of lost concentration and they took advantage of it. Uh, they went overtime there, and then you know this game here, we uh, nice victory against our friends in Nuremberg, two to one. Yeah, it's a uh, interesting game uh the lineups in this one you saw the lineup for nuremberg and you knew you knew flick was gonna be involved in the goals this is this is what it is former shaka players uh get involved in the score sheet uh luckily he you know he was there's two shaka players former shaka players in the starting 11 for nuremberg him and benjamin Golair. luckily only one of them scored not both of them um yeah, but, if it's a uh, single player if it's, a, it's a single former shocker player it's like a 50 50 chance if you bump that to two it is a 100 percent chance that, yeah. that somebody will score yeah uh, yeah so seeing galera and flick and lineup together at the same time uh you had to kind of emotionally prepare yourself for that yeah and uh it was a, it was an interesting game good to see him not celebrating uh that would have broke my heart if he was celebrating against us but uh yeah uh our lineup was interesting obviously fairman uh back three of merkin kaminsky and kalash I'll get to Merkin in a second. Uh, midfield five of Oyan Drexler back in the starting 11 with Schallenberg, Teppelman, and Matriciani. And up top, Kahneman and Lassman, Tarota, and a couple others not quite fit yet for the game. Same thing with uh, Bruner in the defense. Merkin inserted into the back lineup. And, you know, I think I think both you and I, certainly myself, I, I always picture Merkin as more of a, a winger, an attacking winger more than anything else. Not really a defender in my eyes. You know, the, the times I've seen him play defense this year, under Rice, it's just not been not been any good. It's it's been worse than Thomas Oyan, who's you know okay as a defender, uh, but he in this in the starting line, at least in this game, I thought he was pretty pretty okay. I think uh, obviously set up the first goal, but um, thoughts on the starting eleven and 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 Merkin as a defender. 
Yeah, I think he's been, I think he has been okay. Um, and he played that position last week too, um, as well. And I, I don't know, I think, I think he's done admirably. I, I'm not necessarily convinced yet that's like the ideal long-term situation if you're going to continue to play this kind of shape is to have a guy like him in that role. But uh, at the same time, I mean, if the results are there, the performances are there, there's no reason to really change it. Um, he obviously has uh, a little bit of ability on the ball as yeah. well, which leads to kind of like, you know, dribble up people, maybe break a lot of defense um, and then, you know, play a pass. We saw some um, some good long ball playing from him as well, which is usually kind of like a Kaminsky specialty with Kaminsky central. He's not, you know, playing those as much, um, but Morgan filling into that role and that was important too. So yeah, I, um, it's, it's been an interesting wrinkle, but I'm not, not opposed to it necessarily. Yeah, it's interesting because we already have, as you mentioned, Kaminsky, who can play those long balls, and now you add Merkin, who has shown that as well. And so now that we have two guys back there who kind of kickstart the offense from the back there. Um, and one guy who maybe won't be in the starting 11 for much longer, uh, just because of curious substitution. I'm talking about Hany Matriciani. Mm-hmm. Again, had a yellow card early in the game, had some, you know, if he plays, he did. He did uh, was involved. Well, I guess he wasn't involved in the goal, but uh, he, he would be taken out of halftime for Kabadai when we're up one nothing at that point. So you're like, what's going on here? So Gerard's, I think, from the friend first friendly where he did really bad, give away the long goal there, and for the last couple of weeks here, he's really had a lot of mistakes that maybe, maybe I'm overreacting to this, and you can tell me if I if, if I am, but I think maybe Gerard's is starting to see like these glaring errors that, yeah, they're errors once in a while, but they're costly errors that co- end up leading to goals for the opposition. I mean, do you think his position, the certain 11, is is possibly in jeopardy here, or do you think I'm just literally maybe overreacting about how... It's it's more often than not a mixed bag with Matriciani. He's had several performances, you know, over time that have been, like, really actually legitimately great performances where he's kind of had not put foot wrong. But usually there's, you know, there's a few good moments and a few kind of suspect moments. Um, I think these past couple performances from Matriciani have been closer to the bad end of what he's capable of. Um, I think, you know, right off the bat, again, in the first 10 minutes, um, which was sort of a back and forth first 10 minutes, but uh, you saw some of the best success that Nurmer was having was getting around Matriciani on that, on the right side of our defense, yeah. um, you know, getting in behind that way and then, you know, opening up those, those kind of cutbacks and stuff in the center of the box and whatnot. Um, so he's definitely been taking advantage of, um, I think at times, and uh, yeah, I mean, if Bruner is able to return uh, to fitness, I would anticipate that he'd probably supply Matriciani in the starting lineup at that sort of wing back position. Yeah, and I and I and I kind of thought about it. And I was like wondering, like, well, maybe Bruner. I think on the Discord we were chatting about this, where you know, if if Bruner does come back, he could play in the back three technically, uh, but he probably is better served on the wing because who else do you put there, Kabadai? But you kind of need someone who has. The capabilities of you know helping out defensively and Kabadai doesn't really have that. He's purely offensive. You know, Oyan Elise can come back and help out as he's played left back before. Yarosi's um, fairly positive about Kalash as well so far. So I don't know if he'd be looking necessarily to throw Bruner into that three. I think he'd probably be more likely, you know, partner him with him with that right wing and then you know our CP Kalash on the right side. Yeah, no, I, I agree about that. I agree about that. Uh in this game we see it obviously the reinsertion of, of Drexler. Um and it's interesting how this game started off. Uh, I, I think the first half really was, you know, pretty even, I think, ultimately. Um, maybe even Norberg had a little bit more possession, but I think we had the better of the chances in that first half. Uh, we saw a play I don't, just before the goal happened. There, there was a play we came down and um, nearly had scored. I don't remember now off the top of my head, but we saw Merkin, who we were talking about, you know, kind of unlocking a play in the 30, but six minutes, something like that. Uh, over the top, Karaman reads it really well, you know, out muscles his, his defender, 
gets the ball, nice touch to you know keep control of it, and then you know Drexler, who we've seen so many times in the past, he finds himself in a nice open area, you know, in between the defenders. Karaman heads up, finds him, and puts it a emphatic finish there, uh, you know, from close range and um, one nothing like that. Good to see Drexler come back and get a goal like that. But I think you know that play was really because Merkin with that great pass over the top, and then Karaman to kind of like corral it and then find the open man uh, on that play is a well done goal, I thought. Yeah, I think I saw some comments from Merkin that were saying that he, you know, kind of knew ahead of time that Nuremberg were actually kind of susceptible to those long balls, which we had spoken about. Interesting. Um, but yeah, you saw him attempt those multiple times in the opening kind of exchanges. Um, Wasma doing a nice job on multiple occasions getting in behind. Didn't really have the end product uh, today or in those early moments as well, um, for the most part. But uh, what was, you know, being dangerous, stretching the field a little bit and encouraging some of those. Um, ultimately, as you said, that one came down to uh, to Cameron. Great strength from him to kind of you know fight off that defender. Um, I think it was actually kind of a deceptively difficult finish too, because it wasn't one yeah. of the ones that was kind of like gently rolled out that you can kind of like you know take a couple steady touch you know and hit it in rhythm. Um, it was kind of whipped towards the center of the box back to Drexler, and he had to really kind of sort his feet out. And it was you know I, I could easily see him have like you know, hit that off target by accident or something, given how kind of quickly it came to him in his body position. But did well to. Uh, to knock it into that, that right side of the goal, which the keeper was not um, occupying. And, uh, yeah, you know, Drexler, not a good performance, I think. Was he off the bench last week? Yeah. I yeah, and, so. like, didn't look particularly good. Um, so nice to see that, you know, that didn't necessarily make the uh, – maybe the manager had a different appraisal of his performance. But nice to see that didn't, you know, it, it caused him to be kind of banished and he was immediately considered for, you know, starting lineup position. Um, and uh, overall did, did quite well. It was kind of funny. The opening moments, I hadn't taken a look at the lineup before the game started. And it was just kind of our out of ball shape at times yeah. where one of the central midfielders would push up, you know, and split yeah. the, the, uh, the, the attacking 2-0. But for a second, I actually thought that we were seeing a front three again, which is kind of more what we saw last week. It was like a 5-2-3. Yeah. And Karamon was in that central position. And I was like, oh, my God, can you imagine being Sebastian Coulter and having Drexler being in the, like the striker position ahead of you? Like, you can't even get in ahead of him. So, <laughs> But ultimately, yeah, he, was in, he was in the midfield role. I was confused for, like, you know, 15 seconds. But anyway. Uh, yeah, nice goal. Uh, nice to see a score once again early in the first half. We're so used to going down early in games yes. from this last week. You know, an, another another game now where we're able to get that that first goal, and um, I think that just does a world of good for us. Um, and, you know, increasing our chances in all these games. So it's been nice. Yeah, it was early indication that we're going to have a victory Monday podcast when that goal went in there. Obviously, still a lot to play for in the game. Another sixty minutes to go. But yeah, a nice finish. I mean, to 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 your point, I think Kahneman's pass was in the feet of Drexler. He could have easily messed that up, but you know, good good feet by him. You know, he made him also more difficult on himself because he went with that finish on the right foot when you know that set up for his left foot right there. But hey, nonetheless, he got it done. That's all that really matters. Um, and then like a minute later, we come back down again, and Kahneman, uh, who made the Templeman kind of leads his breakout, uh, finds Kahneman on the left, and he goes mm-hmm. for a one time pass. He he could have gave it back to Templeman. Could have given it to Lawson back door. He went for the shot. I don't I don't mind. He went for a shot. He went for the near side post. Hits the post and misses. Uh, but that's that was a good sign that we immediately reacted and nearly got another goal. Uh, it was pretty much right off the kickoff, off yeah. of the first goal. I don't know if we stole. It. I don't think the camera had caught up to the play yet, so I didn't see what happened. But um, yeah, but yeah Templeman dished it to Cameron on the left side. Uh, you know, the commentator was saying, you know, why didn't he let that cross his body and take it on his left foot and then maybe go back goal or something it would have been a more natural sort of in rhythm finish um instead of trying to kind of run around it open up your hips get on your right foot um you know maybe shows kind of an over reliance on the right foot potentially 
Um, yeah. And then you kind of went for the near post too, as opposed to really trying to go for the far one, which maybe would have made more sense. But I think, you know, given the, the position of the defender and stuff, you couldn't, couldn't do that. But yeah, um, man, if Cameron had taken advantage of that, that would have been nice. Like, two goals wouldn't matter. Um, seconds there. Um, <laughs> yeah. One thing I did want to mention, I didn't love the body language from Lasma after um, Drexler scored. And I think it's because Lasma was kind of thought he was open on the far post and didn't receive the pass from Cameron. I noticed um, that too. But yeah, and so like he had his arms out, like 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 why aren't you passing me the ball? And then kind of held it there for a second after the goal in, and just kind of stopped and sort of slowly started walking when all of his other teammates were jogging towards you know to celebrate. Yeah. And um, I mean I don't think it's a huge deal. I mean I think he was celebrating the winner obviously when he was on the bench at that point, or maybe he wasn't on. I forget. He'd been t- yeah he'd been taken off at that point. Maybe he was on the entire ninety minutes. Probably went off at some point. But yeah, after when um, he left, doesn't matter. Anyway, I thought I saw him celebrating the winner. But um, just a little bit concerning because it was like he had gotten it a couple times before that and had not had the end product. It wasn't like he wasn't receiving the ball. Like he had gotten yeah. on the end of a couple chances early and just like messed them up. So like, I don't know why he was giving people that kind of attitude. But anyway. Yeah. No, uh, he would uh, – Poulter would come on for him later in the game. So, yeah, that would be why he was on the bench later in the game. Uh, but, yeah, you know, we ended up going to halftime one nothing at that point. It felt kind of good there um, to, you know, like you said, we finally get a first goal. It's, it's, a, it's a nice welcome change for us over the last two games. Uh, we knew that we had to kind of regroup and, and get back into it. But, shoot, man, just right off the kickoff of the second half, it seems like uh, Nuremberg immediately was starting attacking us. Um, they went for some, like, crazy-ass shot that hit off one of our defenders. I forget who it was. And it felt perfectly right for for florian flick and he just takes a swipe at it and it gets past fairman could have fairman done better probably but i mean opportunistic florian flick there and doesn't celebrate on the goal but as soon as he took that as soon as he scored it's like of course of course flick's gonna score it's like man that guy and like not even on the most clear-cut chance for flicky like you said sort of sort of an acrobatic like kind of weird finish um i think it was between two shocker defenders i think there's a chance that maybe uh fairman saw it a little bit late and so didn't really quite quite get the, the movement over towards it, but um, yeah, didn't look great from his perspective. Seeing the whole thing kind of seemed in slow motion, I think, from Fairman's end. Um, might have wanted a better save there, but anyway, uh, you know, props to Flick. We always liked him. I think it was, I, I thought he was a solid player. So nice to see that he's gone somewhere else where he can kind of carve out that that consistent role yep. and um, you know, have, have some success. So good for him. And of course, scoring against us. Um, yeah, I thought right out of the gate, the second half number were a lot better. Um, you know, I talked the first 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes, they seem to be kind of exploiting once again, trying to get on the wings and get in behind shot. And then they stopped doing that for the yeah. remainder of the first half. They oh. were just settling for these long shots constantly. They get towards the edge of the box. And then whoever was on the ball would just kind of like take a step inside and fire a shot. And they were going all over the place. Um, yeah. And then I feel like, you know, to start the second half, they really started getting back to that more. And we're kind of getting those overloads, numerical advantages on the wings um, and, and breaking us down that way. It was not pretty, yeah, for the first little bit there. They really made it easy on Fairman in the first half. And then, like you said, they kind of got back to brass tacks in that second half. Uh, shout out to Paul on Facebook joining us from Florida. Good to see you. Long time no see, buddy. Um, but, yeah, after that goal, similar to us, within a minute or two, they come back again. Kaminsky with a horrible giveaway, very much Tristiani-esque. Mm-hmm. Uh, gives away, gives a breakaway to to Norberg. And the the attacker goes, dances around. I don't know if it was Uzan or... or... It was Golair. It was almost... It was oh, almost Golair, double, yeah. It was almost a double whammy for us, man. It was almost the second guy. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, he dances around Fairman and, and going into an empty net. And luckily, Kaminsky cleans up after his own mess and, and clears it off the goal line uh, to keep it at 1-1 at that point. But it's like, oh, my goodness. And then, like you said, there was a little bit of momentum there for Nuremberg for the first, you know, 10, 15 minutes of the second half. And we started getting back into it. Um, 
we had some some timely substitutions. I thought, uh, you know, nice to see Kiki Top in there. Poulter came on at some point. Uh, Kabadai as well. Kabadai came on at halftime for Matriciani, which, you know, I don't think there was an injury. Uh, we, we can look this up after fact and, and find out. But uh, also we saw Latza as well. I thought that helped rejuvenate the team because it seemed like we we're maybe a little little tired at that point for some reason you know that early into the second half um and it was a little bit back and forth uh no no odrago in this one because i think he has some exams in school so or, no he would get injured he picked up an injury uh the training before the game and uh did not recover in time and so he'd miss the game but um yeah second half like, went it on sounds like we're gonna let him go for you know beautiful cup city too when we're losing which is not ideal for us yeah 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 so, um, but yeah, the second half was fairly even. I thought for most of the game, it looked like it was all going to be about a draw. Uh, both teams had some chances, but it just seemed like time was ticking. You're like, okay, this is going to be a draw. It's the two teams who are very friendly with each other. It's probably going to end up this way. And then we get a, we get a, I forget who drew the, drew the foul, um, that set up the free kick for Thomas Oyan in the, you know, 89th minute. But Thomas Oyan, as he's done all season long, Puts in a, a a a dangerous play, a dangerous pass into the box, and uh, usually you're looking for one of the big men to come in there and be involved in that. And, you know, Kaminsky or Poulter or something like that. Uh, but the captain, Danny Latza, uh, gets his header on it, gets it in the goal, in the 89th minute with a minute to spare, scores the goal. I think we ended up having like seven minutes of stoppage time, but man, good to see Danny Latza get a goal and then us fighting in the game where it actually means something to us. So we we get all three points. Um, huge play again if a set piece uh um thomas oli on free kick and uh lots of putting it away it was a great way to end that game i thought yeah um obviously that's that's oli on his best as we would be in some of those those balls hit it hard hit it with pace a little bit of whip on it all thing lots of to do really is redirect it um you know fair play to him too um not somebody who's always selected somebody that we're critical of the times in terms of his performances uh, i heard gerard's after the game basically said he likes Danny, though, because he's you know, he can play football, which is funny to say, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. hopefully, they all can, that's what they're doing. <laughs> for the sport. But, like, you know what I mean? He's like, he, yeah. he, you know, he can play the ball a little bit, he can, you know, he do a little football. So, uh, yeah, maybe we'll see more of him if the manager kind of likes what he brought to the game. Yeah, um, you know, it could be a guy, especially if it's if we're not necessarily behind all the time, could be a guy to bring in to kind of control things from like a pace perspective. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, but yeah, I thought later in the second half, that's what we kind of calmed down after they really had come out of the gates firing. Um, uh, Keke Top comes in. I uh, thought he and Lazma did a better job sort of um, coming short, hold up play, showing for the ball, using their physicality, kind of extend some things. Agree. Um, started getting some more balls in behind two winning a lot of corner kicks, which we hadn't done in the first half as much. Um, we really started kind of pushing towards the end line and making them clear the ball that way uh, to buy us some, some, uh, some free kick situations, which I think we can be dangerous from. We obviously saw that with the dead ball situation later. Yeah. Um, also, yeah, I wanted to give Logan a shout out. I thought he had a solid game offensively and defensively. Um, and I actually kind of like that Merkin Oyan stack, not stack, but like partnership. on yeah, the left. I agree. I think especially when you have a center back or somebody playing that sort of role, like Merkin, who's a little bit rangier, um, that kind of helps protect Oleon a little bit when he wants to get forward. He doesn't have to like, you know, sprint back the entire game and then his defense suffers for it. I think you have a little bit more protection, a little bit more flexibility for him when you have him partnered with a Merkin. So um yeah, and you have you know Merkins obviously has an ability to whip in some of those balls and put the long balls too. So I think the two of them are a nice pair over there. Um, it's it's funny how they stacked up though because I think uh, at least I would think you know if you if you put both of them in the lineup prior to these last two games, I would think that Oleon's the one who's gonna be more 
further back and, and Merkin's gonna be up top just because of oh yeah has a little bit more better defensive capabilities but what we've seen over the last two games at least uh under Gerrard's is that Merkin is fine there he's got the pace he's the most pasty he has the most pace of anyone in the back which helped a couple times in a game where we needed you know Kalash and Kaminsky got beat and Merkin is not pretty his body either. He's a pretty physical guy. Has a little yeah. bit of strength. I mean, he's got some wiry strength, you know, like Merkin. So, I, yeah, I've been fine with it. Yeah. Um, me too. But yeah, huge goal, obviously, to, to go back ahead, get the win um, on the road. Our road form has been terrible. Nice to kind of break that. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, two in a row. And that's what we need to do. It doesn't have to be pretty. It hasn't been super convincing, you know, no. uh, these, these, I mean, the, the result against Hanover or, um, you know, or even this one. But I think the thing is, you're, you're starting to see Shaka tighten up a little bit. Not as leaky as we were. It's a little bit more. It's it's definitely more organized. It's a bit more intentional. Yes. We're playing people tight, and we're when we're finding a way, you know, in some of these situations to kind of you know grind out results in tight games, which is what we need to do. I mean, even look at the deep people cow match. Um, you know, played pretty tight. I mean, probably had chances in that game, but like you know, like played pretty tight, and then ultimately it was it was a kind of one of those BS handball decisions that gives them a penalty, which is the only reason that went to extra time, yeah. you know, where we ended up losing that game anyway. So that yeah. game almost could have been different too. So I think, um, yeah, I mean, obviously nothing to get super excited about, but I think this, I think this kind of form at least gives me confidence that we're going to be fine. We're not going to be relegated this season. Yeah. And I mean, I think, it's still early days, but like, yeah, the, the improvement yeah. under Gerrits, I'm, I'm okay with that. Now, how far we can go back up the table that remains to be seen, but this has given me some, some, at least I can take a deep breath now. I feel like, and feel like we're probably going to be okay. And I forgot about that St. Paolo game. We went up at halftime, one, nothing. And I, all the score lines in that DP of Cal weekend or week weekday was like crazy. You know, Byron lost uh, yeah. to Sarah broken. And, um, but yeah, uh, good performance there. I think what we all seen is a lot of fight. We haven't seen fight all season long. And I thought in these last three games, there was fight against St. Pauli. There was fight, obviously went into, into extra time. Um, and the Hanover Masters fight, you know, the, the game kept going back and forth with calls and this and that. But, you know, we got a 3-1 lead in that game. And in this game, we could have easily said, you know, a draw is good enough, right? And they didn't. They kept pushing at it. Uh, and, and I think that's as a result of the manager kind of like, hey, we got to kind of come out of our shell and get back to what we're good at and what we're, we're, we're traditionally about. Um, and it's nice to get a win. I mean, shots are fairly even, 16-12 to 12 in favor of Nuremberg. Uh, both teams, four shots on target, possession fairly even. Fouls, we were fouling a lot more, but that, I'm fine with that. Um, you know, to your point, we're trying to keep things tight and close. And when you play the kind of tight, you're going to get more fouls, it seems like, against the opposition. Um, and we had seven seven corners as a result, seven corners, and they had only had four. So, and look at the table now. St. Pauli is still at the top of the table, but, you know, the last two wins, that's six points in the last couple of weeks. Uh, we are no longer in relegation spot. We are in 15th. Uh, and, you know, really, when you look at it, we're like, okay, we're still kind of far away, but look how close this table is. I mean, there's five points between us and sixth place growth of earth. I mean, like, that's amazing. And like, we're eight points from the last promotion spot. That's not as bad as it seemed a couple of weeks ago. So For get sure. a couple more results. If we get a result against Elversburg, who's sitting in 10th place, um, you know, that could jump us back up on the table again, you know, a few more spots and we keep, keep collecting points. I think, you know, I, I'm not going to say whether we can get promotion or not this year, but if we can get better results and jump up the table, I think that's what we're all looking for. Yeah, so we stop the bleeding with a chance to, you know, to climb back up once again. How far we go remains to be seen, but the math isn't wild yet. And, um, you know, who knows with winter signings if we're able to bring anybody either. I don't know what the situation is. Um, yeah, we'll see. I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing so far. One thing I wanted to ask you, um, yeah. however, that I noticed just talking about, you know, things we're never seeing since, you know, Garrett's has taken over. Um, 
does seem to be much more of an emphasis on trying to build out of the back um, rather than launching balls forward from Fairman or whoever kind of wants possession that way. Um, yeah. I think like philosophically I'm biased towards that. When you t- I mean, I think everybody as a fan kind of has their own personal football philosophy in terms of what they like to see, what they like to do. Yeah. I haven't really taken time to like kind of write mine out or like clearly define everything, but like that's generally something I tend to be a fan of or favor stylistically. And, and, um, and so I, I feel like I have a bias towards wanting Bill Rides to do that and liking it when I see it. However, um, you know, one of the things I think that calls into question potentially, if you are going to try to play that way and have the team build off the back that way is there's going to be a little bit of, you know, Schallenberg on the ball and trying to distribute stuff. Now, if that's like a 2017 Max Meyer in that, you know, kind of holding midfield role playing that way, I have no issue with that at all. I probably love yep. that. Yeah. But um, I was interested in your thoughts on whether or not you noticed that kind of change in emphasis and also like how you thought Schallenberg did. Um, if there's anybody else that you would potentially prefer back there, maybe Danny Lotsa, once again, doesn't have the physicality or the range or anything. Can't really like do the defensive job. It's kind of an issue. Anyway open for yeah you know um i mean schallenberg you want him in there just because his his skill set at the moment if you know looking on the bench who could bring in there i mean really the only other guy that i would want on the ball and he's already in a certain 11 is templeman i'd like to see him drop back more now that might take away from his uh, presence on the offensive side which lately in the last couple of weeks has been, has been pretty you know pretty obvious um but yeah, I think it's just an adjustment. I have noticed it, like as you as you said. What I've also noticed is that the center backs are not quite familiar on how to do it. Even though we've done it for a while, it seems like not to this extent. Kaminsky came in a short pass and kind of gave a breakaway in the last game. Um, Kalash has made some mistakes where with his passing, where uh, it was in the what was it, in the Polkal game or I forget what game it was where Kalash had a bad giveaway. Baumgartel's done it. Uh, Matriciani's done it now. Uh, so th- they're not used to this passing back to the goalkeeper. Yeah, and, they're uncomfortable for sure. Yeah, and so what we see is that um, they got to get used to it quickly because you you have to rely more on the defensive midfielder to help out with a Schallenberg. Uh, I think a guy like Templeman or maybe even the Drex are better suited for something like that. But again, you don't want to take that away from their offensive uh, output by bringing them so deep. And Schallenberg really should fit there. But um, yeah, I, I don't know how that's going to work out with Garrard. So I'm sure he'll try to figure this out. But uh, Maybe it's involved, you know, pushing in, involving Oyan a little bit more. Oyan is pretty decent on the ball, so maybe they kind of have to rely on coming on the left side and then then moving back centrally. I don't know, but uh, yeah, I I tend to I'm happy that we're going with this playing out of the back because one of the things we've been griping on, and I know I have, is you know those long ball giveaways. We're just carelessly giving the ball away with those long balls because Toronto's not good at getting the balls. Poulter's okay with it. Um, Kataman and Lasso seem to be decent with it, but uh, we always seem to lose the ball. Anytime we kick it away, it's the other team gets the ball. And so the longer we can keep possession, the better chance for us and better chance that they're not going to have the ball to score. So I mean, I'm in. I'm for too. It. You're not going to get as tired, you know, offensively when yeah. you're chasing people around all the time. Um, so if you can extend those possessions a little bit, um, even if you're, even if you have trouble building that, you know what I mean? Once you get like to the midfield line in the final third, but if you can kind of start that. You extend the life of some of those, you know, possessions in the early cycles at least. Maybe that helps out a little bit. But yeah, we'll have to see overall. Galaxy brain play, Matriciani at central defensive midfield. Mm-hmm. When Bruno comes back in. Yeah, it could be. Um, no, that's fine. I, th- I thought Schaffenberg was okay. Uh, I just I think part of my frustration in this game was there were actually some decent runs that were made forward in front of us. Yeah. And I felt like so many different players 
they cannot play through balls that are not in the air. Yes. Everything yeah. is sort of like curling little, like kind of like chip lofted balls that are not accurate. And like, can't anybody have, you know, the technical ability to just kind of like whip these low on the ground passes, like with pace through, you know what I mean? Like yeah. there's a number of opportunities. Lazen made some nice runs that weren't rewarded than others. And I just, that was kind of a frustrating piece to me too. And I noticed that in the field of sometimes we're building on the back when they can finally get to challenge or adjust something. We played some of those, you know, kind of the weird like curler forward balls that just didn't find yeah. anybody. So anyway. Yeah, hopefully we improve on that on that front at least. Um, like I said, I love the fight that we had against St. Pauli. I know people are complaining about the tactics. We're like, oh, we're just playing the park the bus mentality. But like, yeah, St. Pauli is at a different level than us at the moment, and we had to, you know, counterattack their good offense. And we, I thought we did a really good job. We, we were opportunistic, got the goal early in that game, and it wasn't for that, you know, the, the handball like you like you mentioned, it would, we would have won that game. And so, um, before we talk about the Elversburg game, because uh, that's the last game for the international break, do want to give some love to the the Kanapenschmiede. Um, some results that happened over the weekend: the Kanapenschmiede, the U23s, they lost in their game, uh, two to three in the Regina Lavest. Uh, Lasoga and Muller had the goals, uh, lost that game. Uh, the other game was the U19s. Um, where is so there it is? U19s get Victoria Cohn one one in that game. Jan had the equalizer in the fifty fourth. Uh, but the game I watched, I watched the the, the mini Revere Derby, uh, the U17s against against Dortmund. This is actually a pretty entertaining game. I thought, uh, you know, Dortmund I think was the the highest scoring team in the league, and Schalke went toe to toe with them. Uh, Etzibasi, I'm very impressed by him as a striker, uh, number nine, uh, very composed for his age and finishing, and also number ten, whose his name escapes me at the moment. Um, let's see if his I'll pull it up here. Uh, I, I guess it's Gashi. No, it's. Oh, it doesn't matter. Anyway, um, it was a good entertaining game for U17s. Obviously, the crowd's very, very small, right? Mostly like pl- the elder players they're watching, but uh, it was an entertaining game. Uh, uh, they scored in the very end of the game. Uh, there you go, 88th minute. Uh, it looked like it was going to be a draw, but uh, yeah, good performance. So nice to see a, a River Derby. It's going to be a while since we see the big boys playing the River Derby. So I had to get it any way I could. So, uh, but anyway. That's a quick shout out on the on the U on the U the U twenty threes, nineteens, and seventeens. Um, but uh, give the folks a little, you know, can I appreciate a pipeline update? What, what, what's the word on Itzabasi in terms of uh, you think he gets a look at some point on the senior team this season? I don't think so. Uh, I like I like the composure he has on the ball. He's he's good at finding the open spaces. Obviously, he's only he's under he's on the U seventeen. Um, he's not at like he's not like Odrago when he as a 17 year old he is phenomenal. He just I mean, he is right. That's why all the big teams are going after him at the moment. Uh, Etsy Basi is a is a is a striker, a, a true number nine, good finishing ability, uh, good hold up play. Uh, I don't know this year. Uh, this is more like a Kiki Top who's going to be uh, sure. obviously the best chance to be in the start eleven, but. Maybe next year you're talking about maybe right maybe someone who can keep an eye on we'll see maybe they want to keep him and 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 grow him but um, also the number ten who is very shifty very good vision uh, he and Etzebasi had this like good connection so somebody keep an eye out for is number ten and his name like I said his name escapes me at the moment uh, if someone knows it in the chat please drop it in there but uh, look out for number ten and number nine on the U17s they they could probably make some waves here in the in the near future probably the next couple of years but uh, uh, certainly entertaining to see uh, both of them oh here he goes here's a lineup um simon that's what it is simon s-a-y-m-a-n for uh for for the u-17 so that's his name um him and Etsibasi keep those names on your radar but yeah yeah ones for the future ones for the future yeah ones for the future and then 
Speaking of future, looking ahead to this Friday, lunchtime, difficult time, not on ESPN+. Plus, So it's going to be difficult for anyone in the States, probably Canada as well, to watch. Uh, but we play Elversburg. Elversburg, as I mentioned, our 10th position at the moment. Uh, 18 points, five, five points ahead of us. Um, we got to win. It's going to be huge for us to get three in a row and, and go to the international break on a high, uh, which we much need, right? We need a much win. But it's going to be an interesting game. Elversburg got promoted this year from the Dritte Liga, and they've actually overperformed, honestly, because anytime a team gets promoted, you you expect them to be like Osnabrück and struggle at the bottom of the league and work their way up. But no, not Elversburg. They've been getting some decent results so far this year. So it, it'll be a test. They lost to uh St. Pauli 2 nothing this past weekend so uh, obviously they can play some defense right um they're about they're one under in terms of goal differential uh 17 goals for 18 against so yeah, yeah they're, they're going to be seem tight. like a very steady team obviously mid table like you said pretty even goal you know defensive record um my boy why he five year three goals for them on loan from Stuttgart okay um, uh, when it comes to second division, obviously not a ton of players that I'm super familiar with, but that's what happens to be a random youngster that I've followed for a couple of years. So, nice. um, you know, potentially a danger man for them uh, up top to keep an eye on. Hopefully just danger adjacent, as Jack always says. Danger adjacent, that's what we're looking for. The Guido Berg dollar special, except when he's scoring bangers like he did this past weekend. Man, if, if you didn't see this Guido Berg dollar goal, go check it out on Twitter or wherever, YouTube. Wow. Uh, unbelievable like where was this when he played for Schalke takes it off like a wonderful uh, the blooping ball good nice touch to settle it and then just bangs it past the keeper keeper didn't even move he's like what the fuck was that I mean what a banger by Guido Burks and then he acts like he does this all the time he's just like yep that's right I did that I mean it's getting close to Christmas sweater season so yeah, that's when Burks dollar comes out to play so yeah, yeah that's on. true that is true actually I have my sweater out here somewhere it's a little too hot right here in my October my... like December is like the Burks dollar window that's that's when it is gets. Full he scored against Dortmund in the, that time frame when the 4-4 game, right? Um, so uh, anyway, yeah, okay. All right, that's it. Uh, good update on the youngsters. Talk about the game. Obviously got the game ahead coming up and then international break. Uh, anything else? I mean, we pretty much covered it all, I think, tonight. No big news that I saw. College basketball back tonight. Happy about that. I got to turn on my Jayhawks right now. This yeah, your Jayhawks beat my Sooners uh, a couple weeks ago there, so... Uh... <laughs> Uh, again. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, all right, cool. Uh, where can our followers find you on social media? At JMMAGAN on Twitter. There it is. You can follow me at R underscore K H A R M A N. More importantly, follow us at Shock America anywhere across social media Twitter, Facebook, uh, especially on YouTube. If you're on YouTube, subscribe, like, leave a comment. It'll be much appreciated. Head over to shockamerica.com. Try to Provide some content there, uh, but most of our content seems to be out of um, Instagram and Twitter. So check us out there for sure. Uh, yeah, that's it. Let's let's get another dub this uh, Friday and head into the international break on a high. We'll see. We'll see. We got to do some good things. Um, got to be disciplined as we have been the last two three games. So uh, we'll see how that works out. But yeah, let's see and uh, look out to the boys. We need to get uh, get back up to that table there. So uh, three big three Mondays in a row. Let's make it happen. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, for Jack, I'm Richard. We'll catch you soon. Good golf.